This is the Essential Wrestling Podcast, episode number 30, 76, 76. My apologies, we're not even 15 seconds into the show, and I've already made my first mistake. So, you know, Mark ticked the little box. we got plenty more to go in the next uh, hour and a half, two hours. We're going to be talking all about wrestling. Al Carl, the host of this show, he is still out on assignment. We promise to have him back eventually. Uh, like I said, it's the 76th episode of the Essential Wrestling Podcast. Joining me for the beginning, the opening segment, is the UK Zone, Ireland Zone, Mr. Gary Mahavi. Gary, how are you today? Not too bad, not too bad. All the better for being here and after another 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 good week. A long week, but hey, I'm off on holiday next week, all week. So I'm I'm happy enough. Well, you haven't made a mistake yet. So you are ahead on the podcast scoring chart ahead of me so far. So we'll see how you do when you get to picks. Uh the tag team of John Smith and John DeCani will be joining us when uh when we're through talking through all the NXT UK stuff and they'll carry on throughout the rest of the show. Uh, our plan today, we make picks for all the week's shows, including some graphics are presented by Mr. Belltime. Picks are sponsored by ProWrestlingPick'em.com. We'll be main eventing today's show with WWE Crown Jewel pay-per-view that's on this Thursday. We'll see a new king and queen of the ring on that show, so we'll have a new one of those by the end of the week. And we're just one week away from NXT's Halloween Havoc, but we have a new NXT North American champion to be talking about. Uh, the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament has kicks off this Friday, and we'll also see the brackets for the TBS title tournament that's coming up. But like I mentioned, we are curtain-jerking the show with NXT UK. So, Gary, let's jump in here. Um, let's not bury the lead here. We had an NXT UK championship match on the main eventing the show last week. Uh, a kid challenging Ilya Dragunov. Dragunov's first defense. Yeah, I'm ex- it was interesting. I mean, like, we, we had talked to say, like, Al had always said the whole way along that would be the one way to make a kid like whoever's challenging. You could just go, boom, I'm going to beat the man who beat Walter. And it, it, was, it was the chance and the opportunity. I mean, they could have done it. Um, but the two of them, they gave them just shy of twenty minutes. Um, and it was it was everything you would expect. It was brutal, and I think that AK is starting to show. He was obviously known for being quite flashy in the ring before he came, but he's shown a technical side to his game as well as heavy hitting side during this. I mean, the two of them again left nothing behind them in the ring. They absolutely left everything in there um, before Ilya came out on top. So. Uh, El Carl can't be here to host, but I guess he can be in the comments to tell Gary to take his shirt off. So, well, I mean, I, I will say, I'll, before we come on, obviously, and we we were we were admiring um, John Smith's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, which sounds wrong on several levels, but we were obviously they had Super Shredder, Super Shredder. If I did that, I would just be super shredded, and we don't want to kind of put you know don't want to put everybody to shame. So I'll just keep this on for now. But. Oh my God, did you and Al plan that? <laughs> the, the exchange right there. I think you must have. No, if we're just we're just that good. I guess so. So Gary, a kid, you know, he's obviously challenging. He's got a bit of a credential behind him. He's the first NXT UK Heritage Cup winner. 
Um, when I look back at you know his his time, I think that was that tournament's kind of put him on the map. He got the the trophy. Do you think, looking back at it now, that maybe his run was a little too short? Do you think he should have held on to that a little bit longer? Um, Bates had it for a while now, and I, I don't feel he's done that much with it. No, I mean he hasn't. I mean I think there's there's a storyline that will come out of it with Tyler Bates and Trent Seven and stuff. But yeah, yeah, as you say, it was almost one of those. I'm not saying it was too soon almost for for a kid when he wanted at the time, but. I think, yeah, as you say, they could have done a little bit more with him just to cement him at the top. And now that they're moving him back into the main event scene, hopefully he'll stay there um, because he deserves to be. But Yeah. Uh, John Smith backstage, he's chiming in. Uh, Kevin Nash was Super Shredder in the Ninja Turtles, Secret of the Use. So to carry through our wrestling and Ninja Turtle uh, discussion today. I didn't know that's where we'd be going with the show this today, but (laughs) here we are. So uh, let's see. Stevie Turner fought April O'Neill. Nope, nope. Blair Davenport. Blair Davenport. <laughs> April O'Neill not involved on NXT UK. Uh, Blair Davenport got a win over Stevie Turner opening round. This is Blair's first match back since she was uh, suspended. Uh, and I, she still doesn't have anything nice to say about Sid Scala. No. That's, uh, I mean, there's part of me went at the time. Surely they're not going to do some sort of match between them. I don't think they will. But I would also, I would still just like them to, I think that eventually it will end up with Blair Davenport and, and Mako Satamura sort of matching off and seeing what happens. And if I was them, I would just kind of put Blair over to be fair about it. But we'll see what happens. Um, we'll see where she goes. But Yeah. Al, John, John, Al is asking John if Seamus was one of the Turtle movies too. So John, get back to us on that. He was, I think. I think he was. I think so, too. Um, so uh, he must have been Rocksteady or Bebop, I guess. Yeah, yeah. He was Bebop. Oh, <laughs> uh, the show has gone off the rails. <laughs> um, back to Blair Davenport, uh, Mako Satamora, Stevie Turner, all this stuff that we're talking about. Um, Ginny is getting a match with Mako Satamora in three weeks. Um, and I was mentioning before that Blair Davenport didn't have anything nice to say to Sid Scala. And uh, the thing I popped for was when Ginny said, Sid, if I could give you some advice, burn your clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> popped for that pretty good. So yeah, uh, we'll be talking about that, I guess, uh, probably in, in two weeks. Uh, yeah. Ginny getting her shot against Mako. So I won't make you pick that match today. But, no, I can't. I can't imagine who will be picking for it. I'm so, it's such a stretch. <laughs> well, you already said that you think it's going to be Blair Davenport, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, you never know. Yeah, to me, it sounds like Blair came in, and Blair's going to go straight to that. You know, the program she's working is just yeah. long term to get to Mako, right? Yeah. Like, and I kind of think that she's going to be the one who takes it from Mako. I don't think it's going to be a long uh, Kaylee Ray length. No. For uh, I would. I mean, I honestly, I thought they would have done it already almost and because like whenever she came in when I, I i'll never forget when like when they had the the promo videos for her, i remember when it came on at first i thought oh my goodness right they've signed her here we go and then i thought they're just gonna bring her in and go boom here we are let's make a statement and then they, they kind of held it off a wee bit i know they like to do that they hold it off and kind of make it wait make it wait rather than rush it which is fine but i say i do think that's where they're ultimately gonna go but we'll see yeah it's it 
you know, if they had brought her in as B Priestley and said, you know, this is B Priestley from the independence and she tore it up, then I think they would have gone faster because they, yeah. they would have just talked about her credentials. But it sounds when they bring her in as a, a new name, it's almost like yeah. we need to establish you in our system a little bit and then and then move on. So Shaw Samuels gets a win over Flash Morgan Webster. So these uh so your boys there, they're not getting very mm -hmm. many wins. I think Mark Andrews lost last week, Flash Morgan Webster this week. Um so subculture, uh, they're losing a lot, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I always thought, and I remember saying a couple of months ago, I figured that um, before, obviously, Triple H was removed from power, when you looked at the subculture, the presentation and the video and the way in and what they did, you kind of thought, oh, they could be the next tag team that could move across to the main roster, but they're not yeah. now, they won't. But, um, can't see it happening. But say, yeah, I think you know, they'll, they'll be great against MSK, though. Like, that's, that's yeah. a match that I think would be a fantastic watch. I I think if, if they do another one of those, you know, what do they call it? it wasn't when words collide. What do they call it? Yeah, that's what it was. It was it? Um, the, the like of them. I mean, Andrews and Webster against MSK would be unbelievable. They're really yeah. rude. But... Well, Nina Samuels, she has this talk show. It's, it's <laughs> it, can't, it can't touch uh, Noam Dars yet. It's not nowhere near if Noam Dars, um, but she just causes mischief. Of similar. So she's like the the Noam Dar equivalent in the women's division. She just you know stirs things up. Yeah. So she played a little Jedi mind trick on Zaya Brookside, uh, and Zaya Brookside walked over and challenged Aaliyah James to a match um, for no reason whatsoever, except they haven't <laughs> wrestled yet. So um, I got the feeling that match is going to be this week. They didn't really say it was going yeah. to be, so we'll pretend that it is. Uh, and. You think that uh, Aaliyah James has a shot at getting past Brookside, or you think Brookside's going to... I don't think so. I, th I think Brookside will take it, unless Nina Samuels get invo gets involved. Um, I'd say that that, that Zaya Brookside will win it. Although I know of quite a few people who um, have either wrestled Aaliyah James or know her quite well, and, the same, who, and apparently she's lovely, and I, and I would say that they do see something there in her for the future. So I think it's going to be one of these things almost like they've done with a few wrestlers it's like oh we'll bring them in and yeah they'll lose a wee but actually quite like it's almost like being one of the young boys in new japan almost to kind of bring these wrestlers in and go yeah you're here and in like a year or two's time you'll be okay but we'll have you lose now because what odds so i think i can't see her win i mean they may well end up making a tag team down the line to be fair the two of them are becoming buddies on screen but yeah yeah so yeah, I agree. I got I'm picking Zaya Brookside in that one as well. Um, you know, Shaw Samuels tried to throw a, a little party for <laughs> <laughs> for Noam Dar, uh, but he got the banner wrong. He, you know, he wanted a happy yeah. he wanted a like a happy tournament win or something yeah. like that. He got happy birthday, yeah, birthday. Or something. Um, but Noam just told him, you know, it's a, just your practice run because I'm gonna be taking that. Uh, Heritage Cup in a few weeks or whatever. So again, no no date announced for the Heritage Cup match between them, um, no, between Bate and Dar, but that's coming. Yeah, I would say it. I mean, I I would assume like maybe the week after, if you have Jenny and Mako coming up in a couple of weeks' time, maybe the week after that again. But yeah, they do a pretty good job of having one important match every week, just about. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, this week be an exclusion. I think we we don't really have a lot going on this week, but um, 
the one match that we do have that we know we're going to get is Symbiosis versus Dave Mastiff and Jack Stars. Oh, I thought it was John Cena he was tagging with for a minute there. I was like, yeah, yeah, well, you know, that's hmm. whenever you don't see a WWE character in my graphics, it means that WWE has not thought he, the person <laughs> was worthy enough of taking a picture of and posting to their website. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it may be that Jack Stars is just here to eat a pen. What do you think? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I'm a big fan of, of what they've actually done with Jack Stars and how they've rehabbed them, but um, I do think that Symbiosis uh, will go over. I, I was asking um, a few ones who were involved with the tapings because obviously this week was the first um, was the first week that they had some fans back. Actually, speaking of, yeah. um, it was the, the first week that they had a few fans back in, with the emphasis on a few, um, but. They and apparently the tape that all went well, um, but I could see and we imagine symbiosis will be the ones that they want, so yeah. As far as the, the crowd, I, I felt like they, they were spread out quite a bit, there wasn't a ton yeah. of people there, but there were there were people and they got to hear claps and stuff, yeah. The time, so they I'm got sure to hear claps, and the people who were there, I think, and I know that they had said because I had seen a copy of the email that went around, like for the people who had been invited, it was kind of like, like if you're gonna be there really get involved in this so they were very responsive and they reacted well and so on so i imagine every show as actually as they as it builds over over if they do a couple of nights tape on each night um or a couple of weeks tapings that i assume um that kind of the reactions will be good as well so it'll be say be good for all the wrestlers to be back in front of some fans there as well were you invited gary you saw the email were you were you one of the no unfortunately not no i didn't get invited no couldn't have gone if I wanted to actually, but no, they invited people who'd been already, um, who once had been previously that they invited some of them. So another match they 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 kind of teased up for us was uh, it looks like we're gonna get a Jordan Devlin versus Joe Coffey match again with uh, Gallus banned from ringside again. They didn't give us a date, so I don't know if it's gonna be this week or next week. Yeah. Um, Probably it might be not this week, but next week because they need something to bridge I us to that take yeah. match. Yeah, so uh, they're setting us up for that. Um, we already talked about the main event. So, Gary, the other piece of news we have: uh, Killian Dane, uh, formerly Killian Dane, uh, now he's Big Demo. Thank he's you. been booked all over the place, right? He's an OTT, ICW, Rev Pro, working opposite uh, Yota Suji and, and Will Ospreay. So, uh, you, you brought one of your you brought one of your guys back to the UK. Yeah, I mean. The demo's great, obviously, and everybody over here does love him. We love to see the fact that um, the Beast of Belfast had got his big break and got his chance across in WWE. Never got a big chance on the main roster, to be fair. Never got um, too much of a massive push, even when he was with Sanity. Never really went too far with him. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think that he's he's, he's got himself in, in good shape and stuff again, and he... He'd be looking to go out and, and make a name for himself, and I could imagine, because uh, he and he is a big boy. Like I could imagine that the same way, like the seven eight years ago, whatever it was, when when Drew got released, and uh, that Drew went, I'm going to go around, I'm going to prove that I am good enough, and I'm going to get back. You would imagine for demo for somebody in, in the states, whether it's um, WWE, whether it's an, an Impact or wherever, that he's going to do the same. Work his way around New Japan, even that, that sort of stuff. Get his name out there again. Prove that he can go. Prove he's good enough, and then for people to go, Do you know what? We'll bring you back because you've made it. You've made ripples, 
and the independent pawn, so to speak. So glad to see him back across. Yeah, yeah, good for good for him. I hope uh, I hope Nikki flew him there. I hope he <laughs> he rode first class on on the back of that superhero all the way over there. So maybe she can't fly. She's only almost a superhero. She's almost a superhero. Yeah. yeah. Gary, did we leave anything out in the world of NXT UK? Um, maybe just obviously we we talked. Obviously, you and I talked beforehand about um, the possibility of a new member with um, Teo Man and the family or whatever. Yes, right. Um, obviously, he's he's teasing that. I mean, I had always thought for months to be fair that Oliver Carter was going to be the call, and it okay. may still end up being. I don't know because um, I, I thought way back in the day he and Ashton Smith were going to split. Now I'm not just as convinced now. But either way, they have, and it's been maybe for about six, seven weeks, you could see them teasing that because they always had like a spare place set at the table. And now they've officially gone, yeah, don't worry, mate, we're coming, so we're going to extend it. And you go, okay. And so we'll see who they got. They could bring somebody new in. I don't think they'll go, I don't think it'll be somebody like Bailey Matthews or somebody. I don't think we'll put the like of him in. But um, I could see, to be fair, I don't think they would turn him. But if somebody like if a kid if they wanted to turn a kid, that would be somewhere you could put him into. But um, as I say, Oliver Carter for me or the like of him is, is sort of one I could see fitting in. It's got to be somebody that would rank below Taoman, right? Yeah, so yeah. If you bring an a if you bring an a kid, it's kind of like uh, yeah, Brody, yeah. Brody Lee with the Dark Order, right? He's taking over. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, but we'll see where they go. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a it's an interesting story. You know, it, it, they've. Teased, they've teased a debut, so you you figure that there's some when the person comes in, there's going to be something impressive about them. They're not going to be yeah. just a, a normal guy. So yeah, yeah. All right, Gary. Well, we will we will send you on your way. We have sufficiently talked about uh, all the Ninja Turtles and the Super Shredder <laughs> and Rocksteady, Bebop, and Seamus. That's why apparently that's why Seamus got his mohawk. We've learned things today, not just see, about wrestling. See, every day's a learning day. <laughs> All right, so uh, thank you very much, Gary. We will no see problem. you uh, see you soon. I'll send yeah. uh, send Gary yeah. away with uh, Have a good one. You too. Yes, so as we leave the dark and dreary uh, coast of Ireland, we come back to NXT 2.0 to talk about you know the bright colors and the splash of paint so uh bring up our stuff all right so, okay john smith welcome to the show how you doing good man those ninja turtles movies are actually pretty underrated you know everybody just talked crap about them because you know michael bay didn't do as well as transformers with them but they were still pretty good not as good as the first two ninja turtles from back in the day though all right so john decani uh, <laughs> scale, scale of one to ten give me your april o'neill uh kid crush on in the uh, borrowing a line from the movie Beautiful Girls, she was a good solid seven and a half. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, we're, we're talking about the animated one, or are we talking about the live action? April? Either or. <laughs> well, live action April O'Neil is Megan Fox, so she's pretty much a, almost a ten there. So. <laughs> All right, on to the matters at, at hand. Uh, we will talk about uh, all kinds of things, but I don't know if we'll get back to the Ninja Turtles on today's show. So, But if you have a question... We'll try to we work it in. We'll try to work it in. Yeah. And if you, But if you have a question about it, apparently we have the expertise, so do feel free to drop, <laughs> a, drop it in there. 
All right, NXT. Uh, you know, we're gonna start. We started hot with NXT UK. We're gonna start hot with NXT. Uh, la- on last week's episode, Tomasa Ciampa he got a win over Joe Gacy. Now Joe Gacy was trying to get into the uh, the world, the NXT title picture at Halloween Havoc. He didn't make it. Harland was there at ringside. Harland attacked Tomasa Ciampa. So there's a whole thing going on there. Um, now that appears to be irrelevant to this week's episode, but we do have a tag match for this week's episode. We have Tomasa Ciampa. He's teaming with his opponent at Halloween Havoc, Braun Breaker, to take on the grizzled young veterans. So uh, John Smith, as the senior NXT correspondent on the show, Let's have you pick this first. Are the mega powers going to explode here, or uh, or do we get a, a W for these guys? Um, I don't. Know. I see it being a, a win for the faces here, and then they maybe implode after the fact. Like maybe Braun Breaker slaps Chomp on the back when he's about to win it for a tag in. He comes in, steals the victory, and then they get in each other's face afterwards. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Sounds very much like the uh, Big E and Drew McIntyre tag match on Raw last night. So you know, if it, it could very well be if the the guy from Creative sat down and wrote both matches, he might he might get that. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, I skipped that match, so I didn't take it from that match last night. <laughs> John DeCani, uh, what do you think? Yeah, you know, it would make it would kind of make sense for them to lose uh, Breaker and Ciampa just to build heat between them. But I don't think they want to hang a loss on either one of these guys going into their match. So I'm going to say they're going to go over GYV. And like Smith said, maybe something breaks down afterwards because they don't, yeah, they, they tend to, they tend to be able to, and everyone in NXT now seems to be able to change their mind or change their attitude. Like, you know, when the wind blows, so they could go from raising their hands in victory and being very happy about it to looking at each, giving each other side eye. And then all of a sudden they're throwing hands. So, uh, they, they could very well break down after the match. All right, John Smith, I think I ask you every time we're on screen together, I'll probably ask you again tomorrow morning. Um, Braun Breaker is challenging for this NXT championship. You were, of course, going to make your official pick next week on the show ahead of uh, Halloween Havoc, but I will ask you now, new champ? No, I still don't see it happening, man. It's, I think it's just their way of catapulting him straight into the main event picture. So maybe he can get it, you know, after the next guy, maybe or something. I just, I, I don't see why they would have him win the, t- like, why him over uh, Von Wagner or over this guy or that guy? Like, it, he doesn't seem special to me yet. All right, John DeCani, do you have a different opinion, or are you uh, you aligned with John Smith on this one? I'm leaning that way. It's just it's hard for me to you know like if they had called him Steiner, I could see them strapping the rocket ship to him. But if you're not going to acknowledge that, then you're kind of slow rolling his character to begin with. So then it doesn't make sense maybe to put the belt on him so quick. So I'm, I'm leaning in that direction that uh, Champa will retain. I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick Bron Breaker. I think they're going straight with him. I, I, I hear what you're saying about that too. I, I, but I'm, I'm, I'm putting my, uh, my money on the, on the new horse in town, I guess. So maybe a, temp, a Thatcher heel turn, a Thatcher uh, surprise comeback slash heel turn. Sure. Could, could wouldn't take him. much for uh for Thatcher to turn heel, right? He just needs to 
look the other way. <laughs> yeah, he never really turned face to begin with. He just aligned himself with with somebody with, we liked. Uh, with Champa, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we will uh I'm sure we'll dig into that more next week when we talk Halloween Havoc. Uh, Zion Quinn got a win over Malik Blade. Uh, again, let me say that again. Zion Quinn got a win over Malik Blade. I think I need to mention that a couple of times because if you're just tuning into NXT 2.0, those are two new names. So there you go. Uh, John DeCani, take us through. Diamond Mine had some business on the show last week, so take us through it. Yes, indeed. Yes, we got to see the uh, the in-ring debut of Ivy Nile, and she was facing off against Valentina Ferraz. Uh, who has played the part of in action uh, at least once or twice before on a, the NXT yep. roster. And she pretty much played that part again. It was a, a sub three minute match and uh, Ivy looked good. She looked, well, she looked powerful. I don't know if she looked like a tremendous wrestler, but she looked like a very powerful woman. She went with a torture rack submission, but it wasn't kind of a bouncy torture rack. It was kind of, she was doing squats with Faraz on her shoulders and then she was bending her like a bow and arrow until she uh, until she tapped. And uh, so she gets the victory there, the submission victory. Afterwards, we get Bivens uh, on the microphone. He tells us that Ivy Nile has arrived and she didn't come to play. And the same with Creed Brothers and the same with Roddy Strong. And Ikimanjiro wasn't having any of that. He wasn't uh, pleased with all the talking, I guess. And uh, he came out to the ring and interrupted them. Julius Creed got in his face. Uh, yeah, Euro hit a, you know, threw a, threw a fist, threw a right hand. He hit him and then rolled right out. We go to commercial. We come back. We've got a match, player. It's already started. And Julius Creed would go on to hit that crazy cartwheel slam and low lariat combo that he uses, and he would get the victory over Ikiman and his goofy jacket. And then uh, the Diamond Mine begins, uh, you know, a group beatdown on uh, Ikimanjiro, and this would bring Kushida out. Uh, and you know, he, he he kind of made the save for a second or two, but eventually the numbers would get to him, and he took a beatdown as well, because the Diamond Mine they're not here to play. I heard you in that summary. You kind of invoked Teddy Long when you said we got a match player. Are you now saying, you know, maybe even subconsciously, that Julius Creed is like the new Undertaker? You're going to have a match with Julius Creed. <laughs> maybe, maybe that'll be his spot on the NXT roster. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, late breaking news. It just broke before the show started. I had enough time to open up my notes. We have a tag team match, Playa. We have. The Creed Brothers going up against Imperium. I didn't have time to make any graphics for this. So wow. um, this will be a treat for everybody to pick. John DeCani, I'll start with you since you did the whole rundown on Diamond Mind. The Diamond Mind. Uh, the Creed Brothers Imperium. Wow. Uh, Jesus, it's like Imperium's getting another push again, but I don't think they want to hang a loss on the Creed Brothers right now. So I'm going to go with maybe some chicanery by the diamond mine and the Creed, bro Creed brothers going over. You think, uh, John Smith, do you think maybe Ikemanjiro and Kushida will help? Maybe, and maybe Imperium can get through? Uh, it's 
possible. I, I could see I could see the Creed brothers losing in that fashion, but otherwise I see them winning. It's but heel heel on heel action. I'm always down for. So I'm I'm happy either way this one turns out. Yeah, I saw your ears perk right up. They they poked right out of your uh, headset. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm picking the Creed brothers as well. Um, circling back to uh, Champa Gacy, Al Carl upset that Gacy isn't involved in next week's Halloween Havoc, so that Braun Breaker could do the math on the percentage of each guy's chances to win. <laughs> oh God, that I don't know. Like that—that that promo has gotten so bad that it's good to some people, I guess. The Steiner promo, like the first time I saw it, I hated it. Now, like the hundredth time I've seen it, because it's always on the commercial for uh during impact i'm like uh this is actually pretty funny but like is it supposed to be <laughs> well you see Braun breaker can beat you one of many ways he can beat you with the steiner recliner and the frankensteiner or the steiner line so that gives him at least 133 percent chance of uh hitting one of those moves in the match so divide that uh, by three guys i don't know okay moving on kyle o'reilly and von wagner teamed up to face Pete Dunn and Ridge Holland on last week's episode. And I said on this show that Ridge Holland was not the kind of guy to take a take a pin, leave in the territory. And I will say I was wrong. He took a pin and he took a pin from the new guy. He took Von Wagner got the win with some what what'd you say, John? Spinning butterfly suplex or something? Yeah, it was like a butter. It was like it looked like he was setting up for a pedigree, and then he flipped him over and dropped him on his back. It, it was interesting to say the least. Yeah, yeah. Well, then we had Duke Hudson getting his win over Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller is a is apparently he is a ladies' man, and Duke Hudson is apparently a a poker guy. So we are getting the first installment of Duke's poker run or poker room on this episode. And if it's not Swingers Palace 2.0, why are they even bothering? Um, but also, breaking news, break before the show, we got another match added. The other half of the Duke Hudson-Grayson Waller match. Grayson Waller will be facing L.A. Knight on this week's episode. L.A. Knight. John Smith, starting with you. L.A. Knight or Grayson Waller? Uh, L.A. Knight will find a way to win, I think. Yeah, LA Knight, John Smith, uh, John DeConnie. LA Knight is kind of the old guard, right? He's he's got more credentials. Grayson Waller is not winning, it doesn't seem like. So uh is LA Knight gonna have an easy night? Uh you know what? It, recently, like I thought they were gonna do some good stuff with LA Knight uh, after this changeover. And then, you know, he goes out and loses twice in one night. And then I think he, he ate another loss somewhere along the way. I don't know if he slept with someone's sister or pissed in someone's Cheerios, but I feel like he upset somebody so i'm gonna go grayson waller here oh, man okay okay i i'm gonna i'm gonna pick la night but if you're right about him sleeping with somebody's sister or pissing in somebody's cheerios i i would i would be aligned with you so i don't know pissing in somebody's sister <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely gonna he's definitely not gonna make it through with that, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Persia Parada and Indy Hartwell, they made their tag team debut on last week's episode of NXT 2.0 with a win over Saray and Amari Miller. And if you're watching closely, Saray and Amari Miller were opponents on 205 Live three days ahead of, time, ahead of that. So uh, I don't know where the continuity is. <laughs> Persia Parada and Indy Hartwell, of course, they got a win here. So 
uh, in their first outing. So what that does is it puts them right in the tag team title match for next week's Halloween Havoc. And on this week's episode, we are having a triple threat match. It's going to be a member of each team. We don't know which member from each team, but we don't have a, gra- a graphic for Persia Parada yet. But Gigi Dolan, JC Jane, one of them. Indy Hartwell, Persia Parada, one of them. And Zoe Stark, Io Shirai, one of them. We're going to have a singles match. Uh, guys, I guess I'll start, uh, John DeConi, with you. Uh, which team do you think gets a win in singles competition? Yeah, I think uh, the winner gets to spin the wheel and make the deal for their uh, their stipulation. I, I don't know. Give me the team of Gigi and JC just because they're dark and it's Halloween Havoc. Makes sense. They're on a bit of a roll, too. They haven't seemed to be losing anything. They get promo time each week. Uh, John Smith, does being the team that spins the wheel give you an advantage? And also, who do you think is going to win? Maybe, maybe if they let you practice on it beforehand so you can figure out how hard you got to spin it to get what you want. Right, I guess. Yeah, if, you have that, if they have access to it, but I don't think they think that far into it. It's just they, they, they assume we're stupid. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got last G- year it was rigged, right? When uh, Gargano spun it last year and it was, it was rigged, right? No, that was his own. Okay. That was his own that he had waited, and Leon Le, uh, Leon Ruff ended up beating him for the North American title. Right. Yes, there we go. There. So it doesn't always yeah. do well to try to rig that thing. <laughs> so I got Gigi. I think she's going to pin Zoe Stark, and I think um, no matter who the other girl is, getting pinned uh, Indy or whatever. Yeah, I don't think, I think Indy is – I don't think she's untouchable, but I don't think she's taken a pin. Um, right. They've got a valuable story with Dexter Loomis that they're coming off of, and Persia Barad is branded, so I don't, I don't see them getting pinning her right away. So, yeah, I'd like Zoe Stark has t- eaten the pin here, and I'll give it to to uh, Toxic Attraction. John Nakani, we had a whole situation about the North American Championship on last week's episode. Uh, uh, sorry, John Smith, last week's episode of NXT 2.0. We had a whole thing. From the show started and ended with the North American Championship, break yeah. it down for us. Yeah, the, the whole show started with a uh, with Swerve and all of Hit Row, except for Ashanti the Adonis for some reason, walking into the uh, walking into the back through the garage, and you know he's got his beats on, and all of a sudden up pulls the Escalade with uh, Legato in it. You know it's two on one on uh, Top Dollar, and then. Uh, Electra Lopez takes out B-Fab. They kidnap them, and then Santos gets a couple shots in on on Swerve, and you know they they get they get away, and Swerve's you know all distraught about it. So, fast forward to the end of the night, um, Santos versus Swerve for the title. No hit row with them, but Santos sc- comes out alone. Yeah, that wasn't going to last long. You know about uh, four seconds. You know, Five, no, nah, I'd say about five minutes into a pretty good match. You know, out come Wild and Mendoza. They get involved. But then Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams come out to make the save. All of us were probably thinking the same thing. Why are they coming out right now? I couldn't imagine why. And then, you know, Swerve ends up getting the win that none of us called because we all figured he was losing the title before leaving a SmackDown. And Carmelo Hayes raises his arm. Clocks him, 
pulls out the contract that we all forgot he had for the title for any title shot, cashes in or whatever you want to call it, signs the contract and hands it in. You know, we we get one kick out by Swerve, and then we get the um, the top rope Booker T style axe kick to the back of the head. One, two, three. We got a new North American champion, and none of us saw it coming. He cashed in his money in the breakout tournament bank contract. Is I think how you say that. Backlash. <laughs> Backlash. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Which it'll lead to their Hell in a Cell backlash match next. WrestleMania Hell in a Cell backlash. That is. Right. I forgot. <laughs> so new North American champion is the uh, summary. I, I do have some issues here. Like, first of all, um, Swerve is not a good friend for walking around with your friends when you have your beats on. That's kind of rude. It feels like shouldn't you be, like, chatting a little bit? I think that he was getting himself in the zone. You know, okay. that's why he was like, you know, when you when you watch like Cam Newton walking through the <laughs> through the back area before a football game, he's got a nice suit on, but he's got his beats on, you know, like trying to look cool and shit. So and then the other thing is uh Legato really upgraded from their like little van that they were driving around because they had to kidnap Top Dollar. <laughs> like you think Top Dollar goes anywhere, he doesn't want to go. Come on. <laughs> right? Yeah, you need a lot more than two luchadors to <laughs> right. get him into an Escalade. Uh, but it happened, so. He has been kidnapped, and I think they just drove him to SmackDown. So that's where we'll see him next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's, let's move on. We got three more matches. For NXT 2.0 that have been announced, and then the next one we leave Top Dollar aside. He's gone to SmackDown, but we still got Mr. 405 Live Odyssey Jones facing Andre Chase on this week's NXT 2.0. Now, Odyssey, uh, now I I want to know who you think is going to win, but I also want to know how many f bombs you think Andre Chase is going to drop during the match. So, John Smith, start with you. Um, maybe one f bomb during the match. The problem is there's an audience, so I I think they're only gonna do that when they know they can bleep it out. But I got Odyssey Jones winning. Uh, John DeCani, if Andre Chase does slip up and drop an f bomb, do you <laughs> think Odyssey Jones will have a bar of soap there handy to wash his mouth out? <laughs> Hopefully, I mean you know we've got to keep this uh, PG not quite thirteen anymore. That's right. <laughs> Give me Odyssey Jones in this match. Uh, you know, I see Chase jumping up and down, breaking chairs, and throwing another temper tantrum afterwards. Yeah, I got Odyssey Jones as well. All right, so here's another late breaking match. No graphic because they announced it two seconds before we went on the air. Cora Jade versus Electra Lopez. Now, Cora Jade is the woman who is putting thoughts of superhero in Trey Baxter's ear um, and, and giving him a kiss every now and again. So against Electra Lopez, the, uh, the female member of Legato. So John DeCani, back to you on this one, Cora Jade or Electra Lopez. It feels like you could flip a coin here. Yeah, exactly. This one's rough. Yeah. I mean, uh, I really want to say Lopez, but I, I don't think they're ready to put a loss on Jade yet. So give me Cora Jade, I guess. All right, Cora Jade. Uh, John Smith. 
I like Electra Lopez on this one. You know, I'm a big Legato guy, and I think that uh, she really showed us something in that match against BFAB. So I, I think they're gonna they're put they're putting her straight towards um, Raquel Gonzalez. I think I think she's gonna she's gonna be the next one to challenge her, whether she wins or loses. It probably loses, but yeah, I think she's coming off next a, in line. She's coming off a successful kidnapping. So let's you know. Yeah, Peter, <laughs> and and she wears Carmen San Diego style hats. That's right. That's right. I will pick uh, Electra Lopez as well. Now, real quick, we can we can do this one really quick. Tony D'Angelo's in action. John Smith, who you got? Uh, I forgot who you said. I didn't hear it, but I'm not picking in action. Other guy, Tony D'Angelo. Uh, okay. John DeCani, it's 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 not crazy for in action to win. I remember a recent Zion Quinn win. Very true, but uh, Jesus, yeah, again, let me go with uh, Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> I got Tony D'Angelo too. Hopefully he faces the mark that's in the trunk. <laughs> Maybe we'll get some Lash Legend, uh, you know, we'll see her in the arena, not just on set there. All right, guys, I think that's it with NXT 2.0. Anything uh, anything that you can think of that we left out before I transition over to AEW? Nah. I think no, we touched just... all the bases. Yeah. All right. Congrats, well. Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, no kidding. He's the uh, he's the new top prospect, I guess. So, yeah. All right, we're gonna talk AEW All Elite Wrestling now. We had both Rampage was on Friday night, uh, followed by Dynamite on Saturday. We have the same format again this week. Rampage being on Friday night, Dynamite again on Saturday. So, on the buy-in for Rampage last week, Tay Conti defeated Santana Garrett. And Ruby Soho defeated the Bunny on Rampage. And Penelope Ford got a win over Kiera Hogan on Dynamite. That was your women's division action for the weekend. Um, and it leads us to Britt Baker's title defense against Anna Jay. Or I'm sorry, it's not a title defense. It's a non-title grudge match. Britt Baker versus Anna Jay. I don't have an Anna Jay uh, illustration, but I did have Britt Baker, so we put it up here. Um and so, John DeConi, starting with you, does 99 have a shot at DMD? She definitely has a shot, especially because it's non-title. But I, I don't necessarily see her being the next challenger, so I assume Britt's going to win here. Uh, so, give me, yeah, give me Britt Baker. Okay. And John Smith, how about you? Yeah, I don't see Britt Baker losing this. Is it a? Is it like no DQ or anything like that? Uh, no, it's it's just it's a non-title grudge match. Disqualifications okay. are in play. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got Britt Baker win. Okay, I will not pick because I saw the match because because it was taped after Dynamite that I was at last week. So, um, so I will not pick. But um, I was at that at that rampage this Friday's rampage, but they did not show us the TBS championship brackets that they said they were going to um, unveil on this week's Rampage. So that's obviously something they're going to put in over the top. Um, so just spitballing here, guys. I want to know who you think is going to be the first TBS champion. And I have heard – I'll give you a second to think about it. I'll stall for you. Uh, <laughs> Jake Cargill's name has been tossed out a lot. Uh, and I think that uh, I think that she's a, a – possibility here um she she did ask uh, my wife maggie met her 
And as Maggie walked up to Jade, she said, when I come out tonight, you are going to boo for me, right? <laughs> because apparently Jade's getting cheered a little bit too much. So uh, with that, Jade will be my pick for now. Uh, John DeConi, go to you first. Who you think? Who you think is going to be the first TBS champion with no brackets even to go off of? Uh, since she's already had one shot at the big belt, maybe they put it on Ruby. Uh, I'm not okay. not a, not entirely sure. I, I'd say Thunder Rose is going to go deep in it, but uh, in the tournament that is. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I can see her getting a shot at Brit, so there'd be no point putting the TBS title on her first. Uh. Uh, give yeah, me my thoughts. That's my thoughts with Thunder as well, that I, I wouldn't go that far with her there. Uh, John Smith, any thoughts on this? Yeah, I, I, I like the idea of Ruby Riot. I mean, I don't like it, but I think that's that might be the direction they go. Or maybe Chris Statlander. Um, oh, that's a good pick. Because yeah. she she seems like a, like an intercontinental champion type, you know, like yeah. just somebody that can hold it for like a long time. Or I, I think that the obvious answer, though, is Cody Rhodes. <laughs> so I think Cody's going to end up winning this title possibly right. twice in the same night. He's going to give it up, and then he's going to win it again somehow. Joking so he aside. Gets, he's he's going to be a two-time TBS champion. Joking aside, there is Brandy. <laughs> yeah. Isn't she pregnant? No, no. She's had the baby. How, okay. The, the baby's going to win it. <laughs> okay. 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 Al Carl <laughs> wants us to remember that Layla Hirsch is out there, guys. Jersey Strong. Jersey Strong. I would not be upset with that at all. Yeah, that's a, that's another good pick. I, I you kind of want to see how they're going to go with it. You know, you had Miro as the TNT champion, and that was definitely one tone. And now you got Sandy Guevara as the next TNT champion. That it's very different tone. So we'll see how they do with the with TBS title. Okay, on the on the men's side of the bracket, I got a whole bunch of matches that I've run through here now. Bobby Fish and the buy-in for Rampage got a win over Lee Moriarty. Brian Danielson got a win over Minoru Suzuki in the buy-in. That match was amazing. You need to go watch that match if you haven't seen it. Incredible match. Uh, and then Brian Danielson beat Bobby Fish on Dynamite. And that match was very good. So uh, Brian Danielson doing great match after great match. John Moxley destroyed Willer Yuta in 46 seconds. Uh, and, I, and I summarized all those things. We have a world title eliminator coming up, and we got Moxley and, and you got Brian Danielson in there. Um, and let's see, I have the bracket here. There's the bracket. So on the left-hand side, you got Preston Vance and John Moxley in the opening round. Orange Cassidy and Powerhouse Hobbs in the opening round. Cassidy and Hobbs is this Friday. We have Dustin Rhodes and Brian Danielson on the right-hand side of the bracket. Their match is this Saturday. And you have Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston. Their match is this Saturday. So we have a bunch of matches to pick. Um, I guess what I'll do is I'll start with uh, John DeConi. We'll start with you. We got Orange Cassidy versus Powerhouse Hobbs. So pick this match and then tell me who you think is going to win overall. Okay. Uh, give me Cassidy up against Hobbs. And I think this whole thing leads to us getting that uh, – Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega rematch that we want, but Kenny doesn't. So, John Smith, that's interesting. So, I need your powerhouse Hobbs versus Orange Cassidy. Now, this the finals of this tournament will be at full gear. 
and Hangman Page has a chance to take that title off of Kenny Omega before this challenger wedges his way in, unless it's a true wedge in um, by Brian Danielson. So what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I got Orange Cassidy winning this, um, not, just this match, um, <laughs> not the whole thing. I could see him upsetting Moxley in the second round, and but then ultimately losing to Brian Danielson in the finals. I think, yeah, like it's. I think it's pretty obvious that Danielson's going to end up winning this. So, um, is he going to be able to wedge himself in? Like, is it going to be a cash-in type of situation, or no, like I don't think where so. he could just like run in and be like, "I'm in this match now." Like. <laughs> That would be fun. That would be very Daniel Bryan. That, that would be. That would be. He has, you know, he has an argument that he. I think that he could, you know, if he wins the tournament, I could very well see him like walking up to Tony Khan in a backstage segment and saying, "I took Kenny Omega to the limit. I should get a title shot before Kenny Omega loses the title," <laughs> and then finding a way to get written in. I. So there's a storyline there, but I I don't know if AEW will commit to that kind of thing so um that being said the orange cassidy um now we don't have a we don't know when the preston vance john moxley match is going to be but john moxley did do a pretty good just <laughs> pretty good uh job on wheeler Utah. so you seem to have a little natural rivalry there to go with john moxley orange cassidy so that makes sense but our next match on the right hand side i think i know how everybody's going to go but Let's go there anyway. Brian Danielson versus Dustin Rhodes. Um, Dustin looking very old in this illustration. But uh, John DeCani, we'll, we'll go with you first again. Uh, Brian Danielson or Dustin Rhodes? Yeah, I'll definitely go with Danielson here. I'll, although the one thing I will say is that because you know, I'm, the, the timing is the thing that I always forget to think about. I, I see Danielson winning unless, of course – we're going to get uh, – Hangman's going to take the title. Then maybe you could see Moxley winning the whole thing so that he goes against Hangman, and then we get Omega and Danielson, but it doesn't have to be for a title. Yeah. You have all those, all those variables. But either way, you got Danielson over Rhodes, right? Most definitely. John Smith, this Brian Danielson versus Dustin Rhodes match, it was like the match I didn't know I wanted until they booked it. I think that this is going to be a very good Dustin Rhodes match, one that we haven't seen, uh, like the quality of Dustin Rhodes that we haven't seen in a long time. Well, he is the most talented of the Rhodes brothers. So uh, <laughs> even though he is old dust now, I think he'll he'll do a very good job in this match. You know, may, they'll probably give it a good 15 minutes too, and then Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson will end up tapping him out. Yeah. Uh, and Al asked a very uh, question, very pointed question. Will Dustin bleed versus Brian Danielson? I, I would imagine so. I mean, that he doesn't like to, to I mean, have a high-profile match where he doesn't get color. So, yeah, so that's right. his contract, right? He has to bleed in all his matches. I think so. Yeah, I think it's, it's part of the deal. Part of the deal. All right, CM Punk uh, got a win. Oh, no, we got one more tournament match here. One more tournament match, and it's a doozy. This is the most competitive match, I think, in the tournament. I don't know who's going to win this, and I don't think it might matter long-term based on the fact that we all picked Danielson here to win. But we have Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston this Saturday as well. Um, I don't know I don't know how this one's going to go. Maybe 
maybe this uh, goes a time limit draw and neither advances. I don't know. John, uh, John Smith, start with you. I'm going to take Archer on this one. Um, he did his fair share of losing like a year ago up until he beat Moxley a few months ago. So I'm, I'm say, saying he's still on the up and up and he's going to win this. Even um, So do you think that the Brian Danielson-Lance Archer match is going to be good? Because I think that's what we'll get in the second round. I, I'm just thinking about that and like Danielson against a guy like that. How does he, how does he work that match? Yeah. John Akani. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go with Lance Archer as well here because I think Kingston's the kind of guy that, you know, there's a lot of guys on the AW roster that we tend to say this about. But, you know, if he loses here, does it set him back? No, because he's Eddie Kingston. He's going to come out, you know, the next time and, uh, you know, backfist somebody in the jaw and we're all going to pop for him anyway. So uh, I think Archer moves on. And, yeah, you're right. That, that Danielson match against Archer is going to be very interesting. I I'm not even sure he could jump high enough to finish him with that uh, that running knee. So this, this might be a, a cattle mutilation uh, submission. He's got the raw roll up in his back pocket. So. Oh yeah, many many years of working at WWE. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John DeCani, tell us about the last Rampage match we haven't talked about yet. Uh, the Men of the Year with Junior Dos Santos versus the Inner Circle. Yes, so Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, and a debuting Junior Dos Santos going up against Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Jake Hager. Uh, Dos Santos didn't embarrass himself, but it's, you know, he, he looked decent. But the funny thing is, if you follow MMA, he's a puncher, he's a boxer. And I think because of that, he has to put so much effort into not, th into not throwing solid punches that his punches come off looking goofy. <laughs> so when he was in, he, you know, he kind of got on top of somebody kind of, you know, not quite full mount, kind of the side mount and he was dropping fists and they, they weren't really great punches, but uh, otherwise he, he moved around pretty well. And eventually he would get taken out of the match when Hager would put him through the timekeeper's table with the Uranagi at ringside. And then uh, Jericho locks in the walls of Jericho on Scorpio sky and it's looking like the inner circle's heading for victory until 12-gauge Page gets up on the uh, apron. She distracts the referee, which allows Jorge Masvidal to kind of scamper in, hit that running knee, and right back out. Now Jericho's unconscious. Torpio Sky just rolls over on top of him for the one, two, three. Afterwards, American Top Team floods the ring again. We start the beatdown of the inner circle. Santana and Ortiz come out. Finally, we see them, you know, back with their buddies and they uh, run ATT off uh, and eventually, you know, actually, yeah, 18, American top team scatters as soon as they start heading down to the ring. And then uh, Santana and Ortiz would take uh, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page and chuck them out of the ring. And in the end, even though they didn't get the one, two, three victory, the inner circle stands tall. Who would have thought that these two guys from New York, Santana and Ortiz, I like, you know, they're they're such feared humans that these legit fighters just scatter <laughs> when they show up. <laughs> I guess doing all their training in Miami's made them a little soft. I guess so. I guess. <laughs> well, uh, CM Punk got a win over Matt Seidel in the opening contest of AEW Rampage last week, um, and we also then so transitioning at the Dynamite. 
Malachi Black got a win over Dante Martin. Great match by Dante Martin. Uh, the sedans were not with him. <laughs> so, uh, but, but Leo Rush was. And he didn't listen to Leo Rush, and that's why he lost. So, uh, But Malachi Black, he continues on in his quest. And this week, John Smith, he's got the, it's the third iteration. Ugh. Uh, Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes. And uh, I want to mention, probably much to your uh, dislike, Cody Rhodes did get his cheers back by the end of this Friday's Rampage. So you'll have to tune in to figure out how, but he does get them back. But on Saturday, we are going to see Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes. Thank you saw this match already? I did not see this match. Oh, okay. Nope. Um, God, Cody's booking it. Cody's winning it. <laughs> he hasn't won the first two, John DeCani. Is he going to win the third? You know, after he lost and uh, you know, he the. Uh, Black went through the you know the whole Rhodes family there. I, I thought there would be some time. You know, Arn seemed to turn on him, slapped him in the face. You know, walked away from this, that, and the other thing. Then all of a sudden, Arn's back and he's burning up bonfire on his lawn and he's uh, they're abusing him at the at the gym and whatnot. I didn't realize it was going to be f- for this match and this quickly. Yeah. Because it just it feels weird that he wouldn't win, but why would you give Malachi Black a loss already at this point? The way he's rolling, but I get the you know gun to my head, give me Cody again because ugh. I feel like the John Smith. I think this is the third Cody uh, Malachi Black match, and I think you booked you pinned uh, picked Cody every time. <laughs> so you could... I don't think so. No, I think you... I picked Malachi Black in the first two. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I'm pretty sure. Them. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. I'm going to go Cody Rhodes. I think. Uh, I, th- I think you guys have kind of hit it exactly. What my thoughts are. Um, John Smith, tell us about the new AAA Tag Team Champions, Las Superanas, <laughs> and I never knew that that translated to Super Frogs. Am I right about that? I've no clue. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think it was pretty obvious from the start who it was. Last week, I th- I said I thought it was going to be the the uh, young bucks because they are more yeah. lucha style, but they went the opposite with it with the guys who brand themselves as like the opposite of no lucha. Flip. Yeah, no, f- exactly, no flips, just fists. That's that's the revival. <laughs> so they come out, they get their masks ripped off before the commercial break. Then we get we get a real match where you know we get the the Lucha Brothers doing all their things, and then Tully comes out to interfere. Uh, Cash grabs the belt, gets it into the ring after trying to use it. Blah blah blah. Refs distracted by Tully. Awesome springboard moonsault by Ray Phoenix, but he gets a face full of championship belt, and then a brain buster to finish him off for the one two three. And we got new AAA tag team champions, the Crevival, aka the Super Frogs. Dax is really getting that brainbuster over. He's they've won a bunch of matches with just him hitting that brainbuster. So it looks smooth too. Yeah. Well, it looks painful. <laughs> but but you're right, it's smooth. All right. Well, coming off of that, 
Uh, we do have Andrade. He's <coughs> into another rematch. So this is like rematch week with AEW. We have Pac versus Andrade 2, the singles match. John Smith, you broke down the last match with the Superanas doing Andrade's bidding. Uh, what do you think here? Is it going to be Andrade or Pac getting the win? <sighs> this one's tough. I don't remember how the first one ended up. Uh, Andrade won because Chavo cheated. And then afterwards, Andrade put Chavo down. Okay. So, yeah, you know what? Give me give me Andrade. I don't know why. It, does, it seems like he shouldn't be winning this one, but I'm going to pick him to win. Okay. John McCombie. <sighs> Jesus. I I. I almost don't want to see Andrade lose this quickly because even though he's been here for a little while, he hasn't had a lot of matches per se. But uh, give me Pac to win this one so that then they could run it back a third time at uh, full gear, let's say. Okay. And I will not comment because I've already seen it. So, uh, John, <laughs> to finish off the show, we had the Super Click versus the, uh, the Dark Order. How did it turn out? Yeah, so we got Cole in the Bucks, and uh, in the Dark Order was represented by Uno, Silver, and Reynolds. Uh, and we, there was, I mean, every time you get a Bucks match, they're just so much fun, and there's so there's so much crap going on that you can't really like. If you were trying to, if you were trying to call play by play, like I, I don't know how the hell you do it in a Bucks match. Uh, we had a really fun segment where the Dark Order hit a whole bunch of chain moves together with a great flow to it. That they looked like they were taking over the match. And then Silver and Uno got bounced, and poor Reynolds got caught alone. And in very short order, uh, he suffered a double super kick from the, the Bucks, followed by a Panama Sunrise, followed by a BTE trigger, followed by the last shot or the boom knee, whatever we're calling it now. And Cole would cover him for the win. Afterwards, the super click is enjoying uh, their victory. Jungle Boy races down to the ring and attacks Cole. But you know the Bucks are right there to help him, so they just he just gets tossed out. Then Jungle Boy grabs the chair from under the ring, and the Super Click bails pretty quickly. But they leave their poor fella Cutler behind, who takes a couple of chair shots and gets caught in the snare trap. And uh, Jungle Boy winds winds up having the last laugh. And uh, and we get to hear Jungle Boy's music, so. We were deprived of it the most every segment except for this. So there you go. <laughs> All right. That said, that covers down on AEW. We're going to switch over to Impact. We're only going to touch on Impact very briefly because uh, there is a full-on Bound for Glory special coming up. Uh, on Friday, Al Carl, John, and John will be walking you through all of the matches on Bound for Glory uh, once we have the updated lineup from Thursday. Uh, so Friday, October 22nd, 1 p.m., it'll be your Bound for Glory pick show. Do tune in so you can figure out who all these guys are predicting to win those matches and to just have some fun talking about Bound for Glory. So, uh, so do tune in for that. But for this week... We have three matches. I don't have graphics for any of them. So uh, you'll just have to do it out. John Smith, starting with you, Mickey James versus Savannah Evans. This was a pick your poison match. So Deanna selected Savannah Evans 
as Mickey James's opponent. Who do you got? Uh, you got to have Mickey James win this one leading into the pay-per-view. So I know Savannah Evans is kind of like, you know, they're building her up right now, and they shouldn't be putting a loss on her, actually, but I'm going to go with Mickey James. John DeConnie, this is like three on one, right? Because you got Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans and Mickey and uh and Deanna Perrazzo and whoever Deanna Deanna's got, you know, Matt. So uh this cards are really stacked against Mickey in this match. Yeah, I see Mickey somehow getting a, a quick win, you know, not not quick in terms of the entire time, but kind of an out of nowhere, maybe a raw roll-up type of victory here. And it doesn't really matter really who gets the pin because afterwards I think she most definitely takes a beat down from Savannah and uh, Tasha and perhaps Deanna as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking Mickey James and yeah, post-match beat down predicted as, as well. All right, next matchup, John DeConnie, stick with you. Alex Zane versus Trey Miguel. Uh, and this must be what Trey's warm-up match for Bob uh, Glory. Yeah, so I think Trey Miguel wins this one, although, you know, Zane did make, you know, they're kind of, I don't want to say they're pushing Zane, but they went out of their way to have him say, like, hey, wait a minute. I didn't lose our triple threat match. You pinned the other guy. You yeah. haven't pinned me yet. But I think Trey takes care of business anyway, so I uh, give me Trey Miguel on this one. John Smith, you think that Alex Zane gets a win here and they make that match for the X Division title at Fatal 4-Way? No. Okay. Trey, <laughs> they signed back Trey Miguel for a reason. I think he's, you know, I don't know why they haven't been pushing him lately, but I think he might end up getting the getting the X Division title at the pay-per-view, which is, uh, is what like maybe what they promised him or something when they signed him. Is that I feel like is that a is that a Central Wrestling Podcast exclusive here? We're getting it could out. be. I don't I don't remember. I don't know who the, what the match is again. It's him versus who? <laughs> Willie Mack? Macklin versus ELP. Oh, ELP won it. I I didn't see that last week. Yeah. I thought that Willie Mack was going to be in it. So yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Okay, I don't know. Well. It seems like Macklin might be might be the yeah. guy there though. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm putting my money. Uh, Finn Juice versus Chris Bay and Hikaleo, and this is a number one contenders match. Now, they didn't say that the winner is going to face the Good Brothers at Bound for Glory, but I think it's a pretty safe bet. Uh, that's what the number one contender title means. Um, I think that the you know, I think no contest is a viable option here so that you get all these teams in there. Uh, John DeCani, starting with you, yeah, I, I it. it it almost doesn't make sense for Finn Juice to go back against the Good Brothers alone. And then there's that uneasiness of the Good Brothers facing the Bullet Club alone with absolutely no, really not much of a bill. You know, I know they crossed paths once backstage in the, I think, in the past and kind of went like, yeah, you know, we're not really with you guys. But with no build to that, because the Good Brothers have been on vacation for the last six weeks or whatever it's been, I think the uh, triple threat makes the most sense. So some kind of a uh, schmaz ending uh, makes sense to me here. John Smith. Uh, give me the bullet club just because they, they haven't, I don't think lost yet since they've been an impact. So give me bullet club. 
All right. Sounds good. I, I'm going to go no contest. I think that we're going to get all these teams involved at Bound for Glory. Um, so quick show of hands. Who's got Christian Cage losing the title at Bound for Glory? Okay. <laughs> Everyone now. All right, Al. So, Al yeah. So we, we, we know we're going to get some points over Al at this at this pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> So Al, get your uh, get your segment ready for uh, for Friday. You're gonna have to defend Christian Cage. But we move on. It is main event time on the show, uh, and we are running really early. So uh, good for us. We'll have a time to have a snack before NXT 2.0 comes on. Maybe. Yeah. We are getting into Crown Jewel now, and we are gonna start our proceedings with the Queen's Crown. Zelina Vega, she got a win over Carmella, and Dewdrop got a win over Shayna Baszler. Uh, I don't have a graphic because I forgot to add Dewdrop after she won. So uh, we're going to have to go by memory what these two women look like. So Zelina Vega versus Dewdrop in the Queen's Crown final. John Smith, what do you think is going to happen here? And is Charlotte Flair going to be involved? Is it going to be if she's going to be involved in Saudi on SmackDown on Raw? What's going to happen here? I don't know why or how Charlotte would get involved. I'm not even considering her as part of this. But, um, you know, it's with Zelina Vega, I mean, she's, you know, this type of thing would look better on a heel. And, you know, obviously it would just look better on her in general. Um, I I think they're pushing Dewdrop, though. I, I, I'm going to go with Dewdrop on this one. So they had her beat Shayna Baszler, and that that's everybody thought that 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 Baszler was going to end up in the finals. So yeah, let's let's go with Dewdrop. John DeConi, we know Shayna Baszler super susceptible to that raw roll up. Uh, what do you think about Zelina Vega? Dewdrop gonna is that the recipe? Yeah, it very well might be. You know, when Al first picked Zelina way back in the beginning. It made total sense to me because, you know, you you come back, you sign a new contract. Usually there's little incentives like this in here. Like, okay, you're going to lose your first, like, eight matches, whatever Zelina. It took forever for Zelina to get a single win. Now all of a sudden she's on a roll uh, in the tournament. But then she goes and puts on the crown and puts on the cape and sits on the throne. And, I mean, everything that tells me, like, jinx, jinx, jinx. So give me Dewdrop here. Plus, it, it makes more sense for a, a face to win it if the first chance she gets on Raw the next week, Charlotte's gonna come and you know put a big boot in her face and say, How dare you? I'm the real queen. Right. So, yeah. So give me Dewdrop. Yep, I'm picking Dewdrop as well. So uh yeah, either we're all right or we're all wrong. So there we go. Now the king of the ring. Xavier Woods versus Finn Balor. By some miracle of WWE booking, Xavier Woods made it to the finals. Um, it seems uh, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy because typically, you know, when, when there's a little bit of groundswell behind somebody, WWE's going to use it to generate heat. So this is kind of face-on-face -face action. And uh, Finn Balor defeated Sami Zayn to, to make the finals. Woods defeated Jinder Mahal to make the finals. Um Probably one of the bigger wins of uh, Woods' career just to get into the get into the match here. So, John Smith, start with you again. Who's the who's going to be king of the ring on Thursday afternoon? Um, 
you don't have Woods beat Balor. You just don't, especially after what Balor's been through lately, having to lay down to cross twice. Then he had to the demon had to lose to to uh, Roman. So, and he's the prince. So now he's going to be the king. It's you know they that's you know that, that writes itself. They can do something with that. So uh, yeah, give me give me Finn Balor. Woods will probably win it next year or something or whenever they do it next because they decide to do it whenever the hell they want. All right. Well. Uh, John DeCani, Kingsuke Nakamura, he abdicated his crown. Did he abdicate it just so one of the founders of Bullet Club could pick it up and put it on his head? That's my pick because, like Smith said, I just I just don't see how you put Woods over Finn Balor here. You know, it, I mean, if there was some kind of crazy scenario where it was time for a Xavier Woods heel turn, and he did something underhanded to win, maybe. But if there was going to be a Woods heel turn, then they would have put Kofi forward uh, for them to face each other in the tournament. So that doesn't make sense. So I, I just don't see Balor not getting the job done here. And I uh, I did realize that I actually had a graphic for this one. I forgot to put it up. But now that I have it up, John Smith has a change your pick. Um, is that slime on his jacket? You have to look Woods in the eye now and tell him he's losing. You're losing to Finn <laughs> Balor. All right. Well, I will I will lean towards Finn Balor myself. I'm, I have to admit I'm a bit undecided, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna lean into Finn Balor here as well. I think you guys have convinced me. I forgot to mention it. Hey, um, Bearcat Keith Lee is making his debut on Monday Night Raw. So next week, so there's that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we also had a video package for both uh, for <laughs> Becky Lynch and Kevin Owens making their debuts on Monday Night Raw next week. So, but I just wanted the chance to put Bearcat Keith Lee on a graphic. So now I've done it. <laughs> All right, Bobby Lashley versus Bill Goldberg. Uh, no holds barred. John DeCani. They both pose the same, as you can tell from the graphic. Which one of them is going to come out with the handheld at the high at the end of the night? Uh, you know, the the only reason Goldberg is still in our life is for these uh, Saudi matches. So uh, I see him going over here. Uh, whether or not he brings his son Hook or whatever the hell his name is along with him, uh, I'm not entirely sure, but. He'll find some way to uh, get the win over Big Bobby. Wow. John Smith, are you picking Goldberg as well? Oldberg? Last time I picked him, he screwed me and lost. But I, I think that's why he wins this one is because he lost the last one. And it's also in Saudi Arabia. And for some reason, they love Goldberg there, which doesn't make sense because he's Goldberg. Um, so I'll leave it at that. Uh, but yeah, I'll go with Goldberg. Yeah, I'm picking Goldberg, uh, and I shouldn't because he's lost like the last several matches, right? He lost, he lost to Bobby, he lost to Drew, uh, and then you have to go back to, all the way to Braun Strowman, I think. So. Oh, the Fiend when he beat the Fiend for the title, right? He beat the Fiend for the title, then lost to Strowman. So the oh, Fiend, God. I think, was his last win. What? The Fiend don't work there no more. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. So I think 
if they're going to continue to use Goldberg, it might be time to give the man a W. So, uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to go there, but it's only so that we go another round later, I think. So, all right. Now I'm about to put up the main event. I know we're halfway through the card, so it's ridiculous to put up the main event, but since I, but you know, I'm going to break tradition here now and again. So before I put up the main event, we should go through the scoring. So, and the standings. So the overall EWP standings are just justly correct here with me on top, followed by John DeCani, 40 points back, John Smith, 48 or 41 points back. And then Al Carl keeps picking Christian, so he's way down the list. <laughs> on the WWE side of things, my wife has got a four-point lead over me, and I and then they get spread out. But John DeCani and John Smith are very close in the WWE world, and so is Gary. Al Carl keeps picking the Miz. <laughs> Crown Jewel scoring. The WWE and Universal title match get 15 points each, nine points for all other matches, three points for non-title matches, interpromotional matches get a three-point add. And I should mention that the both the Queen and the King of the Ring were interpromotional matches. So uh, they are worth a little bit more. And like I mentioned, it's main event time. We're going to talk about the main event of Crown Jewel right now and it is of course mansoor versus mustafa ali <laughs> john smith uh send it over to you first uh who do you think could possibly win this match oh man mansoor is more untouchable in saudi arabia than the bulls were in the united center in the late 90s so yeah oh mansoor on this one all right. Do you, John DeCani, I, you know, do you think it's actually the main event? <laughs> <laughs> you know, crazier things have happened over there, but uh, probably not. <laughs> but I will, uh, I, I will agree that uh, Mansoor will take this match. I also agree. Mansoor gets the win. He's on a little bit of a streak. He had a he had a win over Cedric Alexander on Monday Night Raw, and. He had a win on the mic over Mustafa Ali after the match. He basically screamed at him and put and shut him up. So uh, it takes a lot to shut Mustafa Ali up. So now we'll see if you can put him down. Uh, definitely Mansoor is my pick in this one. Uh, let's move on. We have Edge versus Seth Rollins. Now this is this has been a series of matches here. This one is Hell in a Cell. Um, I guess they must be building the cell over there. I can't imagine they would transport it on their plane or whatever so uh john smith go straight to you hell in a cell you why, would, why would that even be a thought that they would have it built already before they shift it out <laughs> well, I mean, it's just a bunch of fences that they have yeah. to put together so will it be a different looking one i don't know uh, maybe yeah. maybe they're building a whole brand new one over there uh, maybe it'll be green <laughs> It'll be a green hell so. uh, I'm going to go with Seth on this one. He beat the Fiend in a cell. He'll beat Edge in the cell. Oh, my God. You're bringing up the Fiend-Seth Rollins match. I'm, okay, hang on. I'm getting I'm, I'm getting some comments after that. Uh, here the, oh, yep, there you go. That's what happens when you bring up that match. <laughs> <laughs> I took I took artistic license on when to put that comment up. <laughs> fair, <laughs> totally fair. Okay, uh, this one is the this is the hardest match on the card for me because I you know I'm I, I'm gonna go with Seth 
because I think it you know doesn't hurt Edge to take some time off and let us forget about his loss and pop up again around Royal Rumble time and you know whatever the case may be. Like you know, Seth should win it. He's the guy who's really active on the roster and could use that bump from it moving forward. But that doesn't make me 100% on, you know, them not turning around and giving it to Edge. But I'm going to go with Seth Rollins for our picks here. Man, I'm going against you guys. I'm picking Edge in this one. Um, I am, uh, I don't, uh, you guys, you guys might have me on this one, but I'm picking Edge. Um, by the way, look at these two pictures. Are they not like mirror images? You know, like. They both have. They're the, they're the same guy. They're from two different generations, but they're the same guy. I hate them equally. <laughs> <laughs> That's two picks right. in a row. Well, who was who in the pictures? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, on to the Raw Tag Team Championships. We have RK Bro defending against AJ Styles and Amon. If Amos wants to win, he's going to win, right? And he's not going to cramp his knees up in a plane and fly to Saudi Arabia to lose. So, uh, John Smith. <laughs> I love how big he is in this picture. <laughs> I mean, it's actual proportions, I'm sure, but it's yeah. just ridiculous. Uh <sighs> I think this is just one of those like crowd starter kind of matches. So this is going to be the faces winning. RK Bro, I don't think that they lose the titles there. No. All right, uh, John Dakai. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to go with RK Bro just because it it doesn't feel like it's time for them to lose yet. You know, like there there hasn't been any little crack in the you know I, I mean every time Riddle opens his mouth. Uh, Randy rolls his eyes, but there hasn't been to the point where it was early on where it felt like Randy could smack him at any moment. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, th I think this is one. Obviously, it's not a hard and fast rule, but usually those shows over there, as we've all discussed before, like glorified house shows, you don't get a lot of changing the belts and whatnot. So I'm going to go with that theory here and say, RK, bro, come back with their belts intact. Yeah, I have a retention here as well. Maybe okay, the beginning uh, of a rift between Omos and AJ to, to get Omos to turn a face eventually. That'd be cool. Yeah, he, he gets cheered very – you know, the, the crowd is behind him. He, he's very green. He, he, he doesn't have a lot that he can do in the ring yet, but the crowd does like it because they, they, they kind of work around what he can do. Well, they don't really to... they don't really have him do anything yet because they exactly. don't need him to because you know if the big guy's gonna do flips and stuff then what do we need the little guys around for? Yeah, <laughs> he just stands there and the guys bounce off. <sighs> All right, well, Sasha Banks got a big win over Becky Lynch on SmackDown, and Bianca Belair got a little bit of a lesser win over Charlotte by DQ on Monday Night Raw in the main event, and that leads us to Crown Jewel where we have Becky Lynch defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against a Raw superstar, Bianca Belair, and a SmackDown superstar, Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch being a Raw superstar herself. Uh, John DeCani, I'll start with you. You just got done saying we don't change title hands in Saudi Arabia. Is this an exception? Uh, I'm going to go with Becky retaining here just because – 
Sasha, like you said, just got a win, a clean win at that. Uh, Bianca had the upper hand for a while there before she got a win by DQ. And Charlotte is the Raw champ. She's on SmackDown. Becky is the SmackDown champ. She's on Raw. I guess they're just going to go, the in my mind, they're going to go the lazy route again and just have them swap those titles. So give me Becky retaining here. Hang on. Swapping titles. Uh, you know what would be good is if they had them fight for, when they fight at Survivor Series, have them yeah. fight for the title. Consolidate it. Yep. Consolidate. Consolidate it and have that champion travel. Yep. I agree. Okay. Um, I had been leaning towards Sasha Banks, and you, you, uh, you might have – John, did you make your pick yet? Make your pick. <laughs> no, I I see uh, somehow Charlotte's going to end up getting involved in this match. I think she, maybe she'll beat up Bianca Belair, and it'll end up being just down to Becky and Sasha at the end. But I got, I got Becky winning it. Yeah. Okay. I was leaning towards Sasha Banks. You guys may have talked me into a, a retention here, but um, for the sake of uh, for the sake of just being different, I'll pick Sasha Banks with the hope that they don't do a title swap. So there we go. Now, Biggie and Drew McIntyre—they're not the best of tag team partners. They got a win over the Dirty Dogs last night, but tensions flared a little bit afterwards. And uh, last week they lost to the Usos. Um, but they don't have to tag anymore. That time is over. Drew's going to SmackDown. Big E is on Raw. But they have a title match before it's all said and done. Big E versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. I'm calling it probably the semi-main event of the Saudi Arabia show. So, uh, John Smith, I'll go back to you. And uh, what do you think? I think this is a clean victory for Big E. He's going to hold on to the belt for a while and this is gonna be like the first uh, this is like the first like big win on on his journey okay john DeCani. yeah i agree this is a very nice resume builder for biggie in his in this title push here uh he retains yep i'm with you both i totally agree nothing to add Al Carl did have something to add to the previous match. So he says Becky Lynch wins. They don't swap titles, but it gives them an excuse for both Becky and Charlotte to be on both shows. Makes sense? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, for now, yeah. yeah. It's definitely not going to be permanent. They're not going to each hold those belts for like a long, long time. True. Good yep. thing. All right. So truly main event time. I know we talked about Mansoor and Mustafa Ali, and that was... You know, that's that may be the semi-main or it may be the main event, but the one that we're most interested in is Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship and custody of Paul Heyman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I joke. Paul Heyman's not on the line here. Uh, but Brock did look over his contract uh, ahead of signing it on SmackDown, and he said he looks it over with his advocate, Paul Heyman. Uh, of course, Roman just had an aneurysm when that was said and paul is freaking out so uh guys here's the match graphic we've got roman reigns versus very bushy beard brock with his ponytail uh and paul Heyman in the middle john DeCani, i'll start with you 
We know Brock Lesnar has already been advertised for the Royal Rumble uh, on WWE.com. Who do you think comes out of Saudi with the title? Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, I just I don't see any reason. I mean, it's Brock Lesnar, so it would not be insane for there to be a title swap here. But I just don't see – I think Roman is a freight train. Uh, I don't see him losing – Anytime soon, uh, if he was going to, maybe Brock would be the guy, but I still just don't see it at this point. Any Roman retaining. All right, John Smith, uh, paint me a picture. How does Brock Lesnar win this match? What happens? He doesn't. Um, <laughs> uh, the picture I'm painting is Paul Heyman trying to help Brock Lesnar, but he's actually double-crossing Brock Lesnar and helping Roman Reigns. So, like, Roman Reigns is going to see – Paul about to hit him with a chair, but it's all a setup. And then, you know, I think Paul is going to stay on Roman's side and be the reason that Roman wins. Okay. And I think this is all going to lead us back to WrestleMania, whether that means Brock Lesnar wins the Royal Rumble or whatever it means. We're getting, I think we're getting Brock versus Roman at Mania. I'd love to see Brock throw everybody out of the Royal Rumble again. What do you what do you do? Like eleven in a row before before Keith Lee stopped them from throwing him out? I love that. I didn't like that. <laughs> it was like it's like the it's like the easiest rumble to book though, right? You just put Brock out there as number one and just have everybody come in and throw themselves out, basically. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't. It, it took a little something like away from the rumble for me that year because like you look forward to it all year, and then I guess Drew still won in the end. So it's never been done before, though. You know, yeah, like, it, it made sense with the guy that they had do it. It made sense, you know, especially because of the heat that the uh, Brock really again. And you're gonna just have him throw everybody out. Come on, <laughs> you know, that's the internet. Al's asking if Lesnar beat Roman in Saudi a few years back. He did. It was a steel cage match. If you recall, they both went through the cage and then. Brock's feet hit the ground first. So that was right after WrestleMania, right? Yeah, it was. I think that was that. That might have been the first Saudi show, the greatest Royal Rumble. Possibly. <laughs> all right. Well, it's time. Uh, we've we've talked about all the wrestling that we can, I think, tonight. Uh, but we've got a few more things to tell you about. But first, but first. I got to tell you, we the primetime rundown, you can join Joey Jarzanka, Ian Schreier, and Robbie Luca on Monday, Friday nights for the primetime rundown to take you through the world of sports. Their show kicks off at 7 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. But don't trust those guys when it comes to picking who's going to win the NFL games on the weekend. If you want to know who's going to win those, you got to talk to us, the wrestling guys. Look at these records. We're picking uh, in our survivor pool. We're basically all six to no. Um, Tyler's our anchor, but you know he he's listening to Al. He's getting some mentored by Al. I understand now, so I think he'll be all set. And uh, <laughs> we're up. We're up. The EWP team is up by eight games. John Smith, do you have a word of advice that you can give these guys? Uh, well, first off, don't pick the freaking Dolphins. Secondly, <laughs> make make a pick in general because some one of them didn't make a pick. How hard is it to just like make a pick? But um, you know what? Uh, my advice is just stop trying to be cute. 
it's a suicide pool. It's not, it's, you're not picking every game every week. You know, you just got to pick one winner. Stop trying to be cute. There you go. There you go. Now they know the strategy. Now they're going to go six and all the rest of the season. So, all right. <laughs> yeah, but so are we. That's, that's true. All right. Well, also, other things you can do if you want to get back into wrestling, you can tune into the Daily Wrestling News Show each Monday through Thursday. We sort through all the beep in wrestling news to bring you the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe to the Body Slam Brigade newsletter. We've got a new format, super easy to read, close to 5,000 subscribers coming out each Friday. We're on a little bit of a hiatus right now. I haven't put a new issue out in a couple of weeks. I'm thinking about things and what I want to do with it going forward. But do subscribe to the list, bodyslambrigade.com. And everybody likes free cake, so check out the new ish album from the black cats you can get it on spotify pandora apple music deezer youtube music youtube soundcloud best say spotify spotify too play loud and pro wrestling pick'em it's a place where you can create or host a pick'em league to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling create an account and join the league now at prowrestlingpick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe and guys She'll like it too. Oh, yeah. And of course, this show, the Essential Wrestling Podcast, we're here every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. It gets you all your updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. You find out who we think are going to win the week's matches. Al will hopefully be back very soon. I know everybody that normally watches the show misses him very much. Uh, but you will see him this Friday if you tune in for the Bound for Glory special. This Friday at 1 p.m. Uh, and I know that's the middle of the day, so if you can't watch it live, check it out on demand. It'll be there on all the Spotify and uh, Apple Music, or Apple, I guess, Apple Podcast. Um, and, of course, on Facebook and YouTube. You can catch it there, too. So do check it out on all of the Eastern Observer platforms. Alexa Bliss, we love you. Larry, Steve, you're always in our hearts. We have a graphic of Elf eating a cat. <laughs> uh, rumors, you know, stuff. Uh, John DeConnie. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. And as always, we wish you the best in all your future endeavors. See ya. <laughs>